0: Blog TALK RADIO
1: Do you believe that death is the end? Or is it just a new beginning? Does our soul continue to evolve? Or is it buried six feet under? Spiritual Encounters and Unexplained Phenomena have intrigued people for centuries. But what if you could find the answer right here, right now? now. Welcome to Heavenly Encounters, where we will talk with everyday people who have had extraordinary experiences and gifted souls that see beyond beyond the veil. Together. We'll diminish our fear of death, explore our soul's evolution, and soften the crippling grief that accompanies loss. Heavenly Encounters. You, our listeners, will discover a new world. A new world. A fresh reality. A fresh reality. Just a whisper away. Heavenly Encounters. So take a deep breath and join us on this fascinating adventure. This is Heavenly Encounters. Heavenly. A Journey to the Other Side. Heavenly Encounters.
2: Welcome to Health, Heavenly Encounters, A Journey to the Other Side. I am your host, Mary Elizabeth, broadcasting from Chicago, Illinois.
3: And I am your co-host, Janice, broadcasting live from St. Louis, Missouri.
2: I have got to thank everyone so much for the tremendous response that we received in the debut of our show on April 30th. We got texts, we got emails, we got phone calls, all talking about your own incredible experiences. And, you know, Dana said it means so much to hear all of these stories because we know one thing that we're on the right track, but it really is the heart of the show. So please continue to e- email us at HeavenlyEncountersRadio at gmail.com with your Heavenly Encounter. Also, if you did miss our debut show... Absolutely. All you need to do is go back in the archives and there's a featured episode to listen. So tonight we have another fascinating show on one of my favorite subjects. I know it's one of your favorite subjects also, Janice, but it's guardian angels and spirit guides. So we yeah. will hear from two amazing people with amazing stories that have had a profound impact on both of our guests. So Janice, first, tell us what kind of role our guardian angels and spirit guides play in our own life.
3: Well, we're all born with guardian angels. If we could look in a room, the room would look empty, but the reality is it's is so filled with so many people, you know, people from mm-hmm. past lives, guards, guardians, teachers, and everything, angels that watch over us. And a guardian angel is a person that is given to us at birth that watches over us. But a spirit guide is something that is entirely different. And sometimes they're twin souls. And they stay on the other side while the other part of that soul reincarnates here. And they're given information. Um, And a lot of times this is how people write books, um, like the cryon books, receive information, Mm -hmm. bring back recipes and healing techniques. And it's a way of remembering the past because a lot of our past is not written down. And they're here to guide us and teach us, to help us through the lessons to help us get to the right answers and then eventually to turn completely back into the golden light and become one with the universe. But don't
2: we also have more than just one? I know there's, you know there's one guardian angel that sticks with us day in, day out, and most likely is there for our entire life. And then there's other guides that kind of come in and out on different parts of our life as well. Isn't that true?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that goes for teachers too. Teachers might come in and stay and teach us for a year or so. A guardian angel might come in and be with us during adolescence while we learn something or experience something and then move on to some someone else. That's their job. And then there's those that come to us and stay with us for the duration of our entire lives.
2: Wow, so well, let's bring on our first guest, Alison Howland. She is the president and founder of Spa Success Consultants and has over 25 years of experience in the beauty, wellness, and spa industry, including being the former director of spa development for Aveda. She has designed some of the world's most luxurious spas, and she joins us tonight to talk about her heavenly encounter. Allison, welcome to the show.
0: Oh, thank you so
2: much. It's
0: wonderful to be here. Oh, thank well, you, know, Mary yours Elizabeth was, and Janice.
2: Yeah. Yours was first. one of the first emails that I received, and it felt like my heart just stopped when I read your story. Tell us about what happened with your mom.
0: It was, uh, it was quite a, a life-changing experience. Um, my mom had been a very healthy person. She was medical secretary in a well-known hospital in Rhode Island and um, dropped out of a heart attack. And um, she was resuscitated, but she was without oxygen to the brain. So she had a 95% severe permanent brain damage, and she was in a coma. And um, I was faced with the decision of taking her off life support, which is uh, one of the most awful things to ever have to be faced with. Although she, I I, can't even imagine. yeah, and she was a young woman, I mean, 57 years old. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, she was quite young. And um, uh, although we had spoken about, it, if anything had ever happened, both of us said, pull the effing plug. You know?
3: Yeah. <laughs> and never, both of us <laughs> never
0: wanted to be, you know, in a vegetative state or a burden to people or anything like that. But even with that knowledge, you, you have always this, what if you know sense about right. it but um, um the doctors had assured me uh, we had one of the best neurosurgeons in new england all of her medical doctors they were they said less her, her time would be less than an hour she wouldn't be in any pain um once the machines were turned off eight hours later Wow, shooting up her body with morphine, it was convulsing and it was, everybody was in just such a state. And I went down to the chapel and I sat in the chapel and in my head I was saying, you either give her back the way she was or you take her. And all of a sudden I feel this tap on my shoulder. And I turned around, and this woman looks at me and says, you're praying for your mother, aren't you? And I just looked at her, and she said, you need to go to her. She needs you now. And she gets up and walks out of the chapel. And I just like double-take, did a double-take, and then just walked out after her, and she was nowhere to be found in the hallway. And I got on the elevator, and as the elevator doors opened, the, the nurse grabbed me. Said you need to get in that room right now. I ran into the room. I grabbed my mother's hand, and just as I grabbed her hand, I felt her pass.
3: Wow, that is now, just incredible.
2: Well, I you know why my heart kind of stopped. <laughs> yes. Now, when you were when you were in the chapel, did you see anybody in there with you at the time, or were you by yourself? There was
0: nobody. It was empty. It was in late afternoon. Um, I was the only one in the chapel. So what were you thinking at open. that time?
2: Yeah. What were you thinking? I mean, well, I mean, obviously your mom had just passed. You probably weren't really thinking that much about it. But afterwards, when you're looking back now, uh, what did
0: you think? I, When I looked back at that and I asked, you know, because as I recall, she had on a funny hat. And um, I said, did anybody see this woman? You know, who is this woman? And, um Nobody, nobody could say who it was. Nobody had seen anyone like that. And, Of course, back then they didn't have security cameras, so um, you know there was no way to verify this or not. But uh, clear, as a bell, I you know had that woman not or angel tapped me on the shoulder and told me to get up there, I would have missed that transition of my mother.
3: And that's who exactly who it was. It was an angel angels show up in all different guises and people turn around and, and who they were talking to 2 minutes before are not there. So what a what a wonderful blessing that an angel came down to tell you your mom was ready to go home. Yes. Yeah. And oh, speaking of that is beautiful. The,
0: thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share, but I just wanted to mention one one item uh, Janice, when you were talking about guardian angels, when I was a child, I was taught that our guardian angels were always with us. And as a child, you take things literally because you have mm-hmm. a very limited point of reference. So I used to sleep way, way, way against the, the side of the bed so I could make room for my guardian angel and her wings. <laughs> Oh, how sweet. That is so cute.
2: Oh, I you know how it's so funny that beautiful. so many so many kids, you know, have these imaginary friends and I can't help mm-hmm. think that most of those imaginary friends the fact that they're able to see beyond the veil that they are sitting there and talking to their guardian angel or their spirit guide and they're so pure and innocent that they can actually still see them where, where mm-hmm. as we get older we get programmed and we think, Well, that's kinda crazy
3: and we exactly. just stopped really kind of believing. Oh, and That's can you true. imagine how all the angels gathered around to watch her go to bed to see this <laughs> laughing and giggling, you know, what? this pure little innocent child, you know, sleeping <laughs> on the edge of the bed so the angels could spread her wings. <laughs> just, oh, how wonderful that must have been
0: oh absolutely that's, well
2: that's, you you also had an incredible story too about your fiance why don't you tell us about that
0: oh my goodness which
2: one
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there were so many so many encounters after he had um after he had passed he he died quite suddenly he was also relatively young fifty five years old he passed away in his sleep of a heart attack but um so there, was, there have been so many encounters with him. Um, the condo that we lived in, the lights would go on and off. The music would come on to his favorite jazz station. And, you know, sometimes with things like this, you explain them away or you say it's just your imagination. But too frequently, it happened when there were other people there or when I was not even there, because I would have friends come to stay to take care of my pets if I was traveling, and they would tell me that they, had, they would see my fiancé in the hallway. <laughs> oh, they actually oh, saw great. him? <laughs> Checking on things. Oh, what a That's drawing right. present. One of the yeah. most amazing things that happened was um, after he had passed, um, I had gotten a, a dog to help me through process a little Mm -hmm. poodle and one night i awakened and she was sitting right next to me like a little sphinx and i looked over and i saw my fiance all dressed in white and it was not something that made me afraid or anything it was almost like a comfort to let me know all was well and then just completely dissipated Wow! But every every now and again, I could I could smell his uh, cologne. But
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, do you often just feel the presence of of
0: angels and of guides around you? Oh yes, yeah. I've had um, so many things happen. I know, and I know for a fact whenever my um, dish towel falls on the floor, <laughs> or if I'm on the floor with <laughs> my mother. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But uh, so so
2: much. Yeah. Sorry. This is my theory. With people that have had a lot of loss in their life, I know we talked about my husband Joe the last show where he lost two brothers, he lost his cousin that was his best friend. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I truly believe that when you lose that many people such as you have, that you just have legions of angels and Mm -hmm. guides there to help you you know, through it all. And, you know, we all do, but I think especially for those that experience so much more loss uh, in their life. You just have, you know, half the universe there are just rooting you on, getting through it.
0: Does that make I, sense,
3: Danny? Yeah, and then, you know, the fact that they love us so much that you can pick mm-hmm. up a scent,
2: you know what I mean? <laughs>
3: yeah. Or like a dish towel falls or something like that, you know, and that they can somehow somehow, in some way, from their side to manifest, you know, just that kind of little bit of movement that says, "I love you" and you're not alone.
0: That's it exactly. I think it's it's all about that reassurance um, right. that they're trying to communicate. That that I think you said it in the opening that it's it's a transition. It's not the end. You know that uh, there's there's so much more. For us to experience, whether we're, uh, and Wayne, right. uh, Wayne Dyer says this all the time, and, and forgive me if I say it incorrectly, we're um, uh, spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm-hmm. Right, other absolutely. Other than humans having a spiritual experience, yeah. it's It's absolutely. Um, a very, you know, paradigm-shifting thought process. Sure. Well, that's yeah. why
2: I think the reason that a lot of us are doing what we are doing—it's not that we're here teaching people about spirit guides and the other side and angels—is that we're helping everyone out there remember. And I've been told—I mean, I don't exactly have a radio voice, especially when I'm losing my voice like I, I am today, and actually the last show because it's been raining both days—but you know, mm-hmm. it's a certain vibration that causes people to remember. And it's really just an amazing thing that we all have this within us. You think about it, we use, what, 5% of our brain? 95% already knows this. And we, right. we really are here just telling stories like yourself and helping people remember theirs as well.
0: Yeah, And I, I want to ask you both a question because this uh-huh. is something that came up for me every time I was in um, a deeply emotional state with loss or grief or faced with, pending loss, Um, a theory, but um, just wanted to ask this question, when you move into a state of that level of emotion, do you think a lot of our ego falls away that allows us to be more open to these uh, experiences and these uh, spiritual encounters and angelic encounters?
2: Janice, I'll let you take this one. I absolutely think so.
3: Oh, absolutely. And it, it, it reminds me of, of if you read healing material and uh, near-death experiences and different things like that. One of the things that always happens is the first time somebody goes through an experience, you know, whether it's personally for themselves or it's for somebody else, it always seems to uh, include death are a great trauma, and, and it seems to me for some reason it is the door. You look at so many people on the path, and the first time they ever started their path is when the doctor said, mm-hmm. you know, you have cancer, you have four months to live. And I think when we get into that emotional state, I think you're right. I think that that ego, that mask that we hold, it just shatters. Because yeah. the emotional body takes over and that mental body just can't contain it anymore. And we are able to go and to feel the deeply hidden things hidden within our heart. And we can pick up that love. And and, and it's not a lack and it's not a loss, but it's a feeling of, of gratitude and being loved. And, uh, yeah, we get, we get to actually go that deep. And it's unfortunate uh, You I always used to say the outcome is good, but the process sucks. And And it it just, you know, it just seems to work that way. It just takes sometimes. But we can move mountains in in places like that. Emotions are are very strong. But once the ego is is out of the way, I mean, it's like a floodgate from God that just opens and allows Mm -hmm. all these experiences to happen. But I also think we're also, when we're
2: in that emotional state... We're also present. We're not thinking about what's going to happen a week from now or even what happened last week. You know, you're grieving for your mother and you are present. Right. And that is when miracles do occur, when you're present. Absolutely.
0: Wow. Well, Mary, I never thought of it that way. You are so 100% in that moment mm-hmm. that there's nothing else. You know, it's, it's that. It's what Deepak Chopra would say, when you're meditating and you slip between those spaces in your thoughts. Uh-huh. Right. Right, that's almost exactly that space that you're in. You're not in the future. You're not in the past. Mm-hmm. You're so in that present moment, and that you're right, Janice, too. That opens the, all those doors for you. Wow, yeah. it does oh, absolutely amazing well, conversation. Alison, lady.
2: Thank you so much. I mean, I'm just you know, it, it does take guts for for someone to really open themselves up and tell their story, and I am just so grateful and so thankful. Uh, that you did and i'm just thrilled that you were able to come on and share it with all of our listeners as well.
3: Thank, thank you to too. The um, <laughs> and it was it, the, incredibly beautiful that you know and especially in these times that in it of every mm-hmm. that that god touches everybody's life. In some way shape, absolutely or form,
0: for sure. Absolutely. Thank you.
2: Absolutely. Well, thank you so thank much you have a wonderful much. night.
0: Thank you too. Bye bye. Bye bye Allison. Bye-bye.
2: Well, you know, I, I tell you, for anyone that has lost anyone, um, and as you said, Janice, everyone seems to be at that place right now. It's just such a heartwarming story to know that, you know, our angels and our spirit guides are with us, and the room is kind of crowded,
3: <laughs> and they're taking and care of us. And it's very crowded. And what I love about that is, is you know, with her apparition of an angel, it's not like she got tapped on the shoulder and turned around and was blinded by light, you know? Right. I mean, right. she it had. Reason? It was just a very ordinary experience, and that is what in that world of the invisible it really is. You right. know, mm-hmm. your mom, and that was probably the angel that took her mother back home. You right. know, honey, and it's kind of time to you go. Your yeah. mom wants to say goodbye to you. Yeah.
2: And I think it happens a lot more than any of us really know. You know go back to that. What Carrie Underwood song, "Jesus Take the Wheel." How many times yeah. have people been had a, almost a near fatal accident when? They felt like somebody else grabbed the wheel and steered the other direction. Absolutely. and that was an angel or your spirit guide. So we we
3: Absolutely. really aren't here alone. No, right. not by well. Own. Our
2: next guest is the person who I have to say really is responsible for kind of catapulting me on my spiritual journey about 15 years ago. Uh, Terry Hinkle was the founder and host of the nationally syndicated radio show Shadow Worlds. Chronicles of the Paranormal, which he invited me on as a co-host. He has also spent 30 years as an advertising guru for such companies as Leo Burnett and Ralston Perina, and is a published author and an award-winning artist. Terry, welcome to the show. It's been a long time. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah. Hey, but Terry. It, it, but, and, and Janice, how good is I didn't know you were going to be here, so that makes it even better.
3: Oh, well, yeah. thank you, sweetheart.
4: My two favorite things. Well, you I know mean, this is that... Like yeah.
2: Oh, it's all home week. Well, this, the, the reason I even met Janice was because of you, because you had invited her to be a guest on Shadow Worlds. I mean, it was like, I don't and know, And you're three, still four talking times. to me, even though? I, I am. <laughs> okay.
4: And, <laughs> and still eventually, talking to
3: eventually the karma will catch up with you, <laughs> 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 is I mean, this is just like
4: you said, old home week. I mean, this is just like... Uh, yeah. deja vu and everything all together it's just like we just stopped doing this last week you know
3: i know it well, does I
2: doesn't know. it no i was emailing a friend of ours uh lori williams who if you recall was working in our chat room when we were doing shadow worlds and it's like you know i yeah. love this show i love health and harmony but there's still something about that show that i really miss it was well, just it, really it, such it, a it, powerful powerful show yeah. it
4: evolved you know when we when it right. when i will tell about that story you want me to tell about today when mm-hmm. it, when the thing first started in early you know around 2000 but uh as as a good advertising guy and as a wonderful amazing marketing person that you are and you know we listened to, to our consumers and and our consumers this time were the listeners and you know mm-hmm. what they wanted and what they were interested in and and we just kind of moved the product and it and it became uh such an enlightening thing where we were really giving people permission to question, and and uh, we had, uh, you know, we still did our ghost hunts and, and interesting things, but we right. we really talked to some fabulous people about interesting things that uh, really gave people that uh, permission to go, you know, maybe what I've been hearing all my life is wrong.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right, or maybe it that little voice in my head is, is my right. higher self, is my spirit guide speaking to me, and I'm ignoring it.
4: Oh, I know. And I was just, I was interested in listening to this. Allison you had on was just, I was going to say, hey, mm-hmm. I'll come on another time. I'm just going to listen to you because uh, you <laughs> girls are having a really good time. She was very intelligent yeah. and really had some wonderful things to say. So.
2: Absolutely. Well, you know what? My love of angels actually came from a spiritual fair that we did together in St. Louis. You know, I decided uh, to do this Reiki session, and this woman told me that I had these seven little, giddy little angels just surrounding I me. That they were that. so happy. Yeah, that I was actually doing, you know, energy work. And it was funny because yeah. right after that, I was kind of on, you know, I had some time to kill, so I went and I did that thing where you get your spiritual aura taken a picture of. Uh-huh. And there oh, yeah. were little dots all the way around. And he said, those are my, my little angels and my guides surrounding me.
4: Well, you know, you were talking so, to this Allison, about the room being full. Your room is always uh-huh. full.
2: Oh, absolutely. You always
4: have tons absolutely. of people with you all the time.
2: Yeah, and we also—I well, you know, need the help, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. You just need extra help, don't you? I do. I'm a special case. What can I say? Well, oh, listen. I want to hear. I want you to tell all of our wonderful listeners this incredible story about your it, daughter.
4: You know, it—it—it it, it was what changed it for me. It really made a difference mm-hmm. to you, and it made a difference to Teresa. And it was. It was one of those things that was the spark uh, of, uh to to get us to really understand uh, you know well, better what was going on out there and uh, mm-hmm. you know and, and little Elena this was uh, this is she was the one who started it at at the time she was like 5 or 6 and Oh my uh, gosh yeah, I know 21, now. but uh, it's uh, we we were being very careful, and, and then our our daughter's six years older, and Catherine is six years older than her, and so as we were starting the show, we really didn't want to talk too much about all of this uh, around the girls, because then you know how do you explain it to them? And we weren't really sure ourselves at the time how to explain it to ourselves, so. You know, and little ones they have big ears, so uh <laughs> Joyce Alwoman, uh who was doing a, sh- a part of the show where she would uh, do piercing the veil and she would find your friends and loved ones who've passed away and and she i mean blew us all away so many times, you know, and we all have good days and bad days, and some days mm-hmm. she was just so on that you you couldn't deny any of that and uh but uh so she was she been talking to us about things. Well, Elena came to us one day and said, Dad, Mom, I, I think I can talk to you now. I need to talk to you. Let's go sit in the sun porch. And we're like, oh, my gosh, we're we're being summoned. And, and little Elena was the happiest, fun, sweetest little thing. But mm-hmm. ever so often, she would get very distant. And you'd say, well, what's the matter? I don't want to talk about it. What's wrong? I don't want to talk about it. When talk about and, it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just so uh, she said, "You know, you know those times when I say I don't want to talk about it and I'm acting funny." Yeah, she goes, "I, I there's a guy that comes to me and talks to me in my room, and he scares me." And we're like, "Really, honey?" I was like, "What, what, what is, what is this?" And and she says, "I don't know." but I think you need to talk to Joyce, and I think she could tell what it is. And I'm like,
1: you
4: know, we've never talked to her about any of this stuff, and how she gleamed uh, yeah. from our conversations, you know, that Joyce could find out this. And, uh, you know, she's just five or six years old. So uh, I said, well, tell us more. And Teresa was like, tell us more. Well, he, he has this funny hat, and she starts drawing a picture. And it was a tri-corner mm-hmm. hat, and he had a big sash going across him and had these buckles on his shoes, and his pants were torn and raggedy up or below his knee and had this big coat with buttons and straw and all this stuff. And the, the hat, I said, well, what does his face look like? I don't know. He won't show me his face, but he scares me. So, you know, we... Called Lynn, are we called uh, Joyce? Very quickly, and she did her astral projection, and she said, "Well, I will be over to your house in just a second and check it out." And if he's bad, so, so, so did
2: she astral project over to your house, or did she take a car?
4: Yes. Yeah, no car. <laughs> she, she saved gas all the time. <laughs> That's <She> just,
2: right. <laughs> he just flew That's on over to there. That's a joke. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and she and and I'm thinking, you know, and, and again, you know, Janice and Mary, you know, I was still going. Hey, eh, you're gonna do what? Yeah, okay, fine. Ah. You know, I'm 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 not a total. I don't not believe. Gosh, I'm an advertiser. I'm a creative guy. I mm-hmm. believe anything, you know. But but it's it's. I was not sure about any of those, but okay, you're gonna do this. I'll sure do that. And uh, Joyce called right back, and she said, uh, "Well, it, it before." Before, well, I call, well she called right back. And she said, don't worry. He is her protector. He is a fierce protector. And she's told him to go away, which she had. I didn't tell Joyce that. Uh, she said, he, he will always stay near her. He was with her on a ship in a past life, and they died. And he was burned so bad that he will never show her his face. And I had not told Joyce that he would not show her his face. Right. I, wow. I just said, check this out. So at that, that was the first thing that was like, okay, Lena just told me that she would never see his face, and Joyce, who I didn't relay that to, just told me the same thing. So right there, it was like, mm-hmm. there is an amazing confirmation. So um, she, was, she talked to us some more she says, oh, he's fine. He'll always be with her. And, oh, by the way, Terry and Teresa, while I was there, I saw this huge Indian that's with you, Terry. That he is like your guy. <laughs> and he's bigger than you. You know, I'm six. Yeah, and that. Six, and, that's, and
2: Can I say something? That is really, really big. <laughs> yeah, there this is like a tree. What, six, six, something like that.
4: Yes, and yeah. this guy's. And she said he's bigger than you, and he has this big headdress that sticks up of, of feathers. And Teresa, I saw a woman that's with you. That she looks like she is French and you had and Teresa is all about everything French and she looks just like you and I think you were sisters in a past life. Now, I can't find Catherine's spirit guide, uh, but um they were hiding. (laughs) I said, Okay. Well thank you. You know? And I'm like you know, I was like, I'm just reeling. I mean this is like a totally new world for me and and so I we ran in there and got Elena and she'd watch television. We turned the T V off. She goes, Yes, please tell me and we told her all of that and this guy's gonna always be with you and protect you and he's a good guy. Oh good. She said, I I can sleep better and I probably won't be weird like that anymore and and you know, since 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 mm-hmm. we're talking about this, Dad I always see there's somebody with you that has these spiky things coming out of their head
3: and and <laughs> oh mom
4: you have God. somebody <laughs> Mom, you have somebody that looks just like you. And you could have knocked me over with the proverbial feather because Right. I mean Joyce had just said just that. So there's none of this and it's um so ladies, that was that was my first first of many 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 experiences that really changed the way that i was looking at the world
2: all right well you did the show initially kind of i don't say for shock value but you kind of did it was kind of like the cool thing to do and then all of a sudden you know you're going down this road and realizing that a lot of the stuff we're talking about is actually true and it's manifesting in your life
4: yeah. It did. It was. It was. It was one of those things that that uh, you know, when when you were my client, Mary, and we mm-hmm. we all of a sudden started just really connecting, and and uh, we were talking about different things, and we were both on a on a path that we didn't even know oh, we absolutely. were on, and and this was kind of like our doctorate. I mean, we we uh, in a very short time learned right. Lifetimes of worth of things that that, and I think you touched on it a little bit uh, previously with Alison when you were talking to her. That, you know, we remembered. It was like a remembering. It was. Uh, right. It's like oh, I've known that. And, yeah. Uh, and then, so does Elena so still
2: see spirit guides?
4: Yeah, she does. She 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 really doesn't talk about it enough, but she she will see things and hear things. She sees. Uh, our old cats that uh, mm-hmm. show up and and hang around, and she uh, it, it was it was one of those things that she's a lot more in tune than than any of us. But she it was very important for her to live a life as a little kid and have a you know and kind of turn that part of her off. But she's always been able to do things like. One quick little thing when she was over when Catherine was in uh, beauty school learning to be hair and makeup and and uh, she was sitting back with uh, like thirty or forty girls who were back in this one little lunch room and and somebody was drinking uh, Red Bull and they and there's little uh, uh, machines all around with soda and candy all around the walls and she says I want some Red Bull well we don't have Red Bull well they're drinking Red Bull and Catherine's <laughs> like no there's no Red Bull here well I want Red Bull now. And right then, in came two people from Red Bull.
0: Wow. Oh, wow.
4: two big boxes of Red Bull and says, anybody want some Red Bull?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
2: gosh.
4: So I want it instant now. Instant
2: manifestation. Holy cow. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, that's crazy. Some people
4: would say that's just a great coincidence, but I don't know.
2: Well, you know what? There, I'm sorry. I don't think there's any such thing as a coincidence. No, here. You're thinking not. about somebody, then they call I mean, that's just, you you know, that's just, oh, I know, that's just telepathic. But I have to tell you one of the most profound experiences that I had with that show, well, there was two, actually. The first was, you know, everybody remembers where they were on 9-11. I was at a photo shoot with Terry, and for the entire week, Joyce would come in and out and talk to us about what was going on. And she said, there's all these angels and spirit guides that were prepared from when those buildings went down and those lives were lost, to cross them over. And she, every night, would work with a host, you know, a team uh, uh-huh. of mediums and psychics and help cross all of those souls that basically gave up their human life for that incident. Yeah. Yeah. And there was even some pictures that they took of cloud formations. Now, I don't know if it was photoshopped or not, but of that looked like angels in the sky.
4: Yeah, I, I just, I, it's hard for me to pick all the stuff, Mary, that you and I did, and there was right. so much of it that, that, Janice, you were around, and, and uh, I mean, there was just so many things that I would have a hard time picking the two or three most right. uh, important things. There were so many uh, just mm-hmm. life-changing. I mean, that's, that's uh, truly life-changing events that we had and uh, people we oh, met. Oh, Absolutely. And, Well, you know, I even
2: remember, I wasn't on the show yet. You were actually doing a broadcast from the Titanic exhibit, and this was years ago when it was authentic. And I just remember, you know, Joyce connecting to the souls that went down with the ship and these little kids in the water screaming and these people on deck screaming for their wives. And the fact that they were still um, in the water and just cycling around and around and around was just, it was just gut-wrenching. It really was.
4: Well, I, I, there was a, a group from Washington University. These PhDs, the, I think, if you remember them, that had that the cameras that you could actually see the orbs mm-hmm. and entities with their cameras that they had done. And they, you know, I'd ask, I'd ask them all the time, you know, well, is there are these ghosts or these angels or these? Mm-hmm. They go, well, we don't know what it is. We're scientists. We just know it's energy. And and they, you know, right. they talked about how everything's energy, and and, uh, so they had, before all the people that came to that show, we we gave a lot of free, uh, I think we had maybe 30 or more people there that were listeners that got to come to that, and and, uh, those guys with the cameras from Washington University, we walked around before anybody got there, when the lights were just Mm -hmm. kind of coming on, they were getting it ready and set up for us, And I remember watching the little slave, the little camera that's attached to the camera that this other guy was carrying, so we could see what was being seen through the camera as we walked around. And we walked around this corner, and in this one room were rows of big plexiglass boxes off the ground that had a lot of the uh, things that had come from... Uh, the wow. Titanic you know glasses and and pocketbooks and pictures and mm-hmm, things yeah. that they had saved out there, and as we rounded that, there were so many orbs all over the place it was It was just like an orb convention and wow. then down this row that was maybe oh gosh uh, I don't know how many feet it was a pretty long room, we see this huge orb come in at the far end stop and come straight down those rows of plexiglass boxes right at the camera. And the cameraman jumped. He said he'd never seen an orb come at him like that before. And it was just one of those, we kept playing it over and over and over. Wow. What is that? So after the show was over and we had had bookmarked uh, these different places where we were going to re- uh, visit those and show some of the people we went back to that one time that we were recording. You see the camera come around, you see all these orbs around the plexiglass boxes, and that other orb was not there Wow, oh wow it had, it had and they were like what you know it, it, it somehow you know we had seen it a dozen times because we kept playing it over and over and over and uh it was like it had just totally erased itself and there was no cut to the film because um well first of all they didn't have anything to edit it with it was just right on the camera and we remembered what number it was at on the on the recorder and um it was just we all sat there going we all saw that and now it's not there and nobody ever had an ex- explanation for that
2: wow well you know i was actually at a another health fair and i think it was joyce that was actually talking and i was recording it and when i went back home to listen to it there was a name of my my guide actually came on the tape and said his name mm-hmm. it was a male voice it was the name was esera and i i mean there was nothing that joyce had said regarding that name and i think uh-huh. that no that's another way that your spirit guides or your angels contact you as well now, as far as the Titanic, Janice, what does that call? Is that like psychometry, when you actually have attachments to the objects?
3: Yeah, and that was when you were talking about. Everybody remembers where they wanted, were in four eleven and how Joyce nine eleven.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and Owl Woman worked and everything like that. One of the things yeah. that people say is that there's nobody left there. But the angels actually came down, and as you go in, like, you get that feeling of people still being in the Titanic. But if you go through, you know, uh, where 9-11 was, where the towers were standing, it's almost like an empty energy because nobody was left behind. Oh, nice. So I wonder why if, you know, these things are kind of predestined
2: and you have these souls that are signing up for these contracts saying, okay, I'm going to be part of this to teach whatever the greater lesson is. I wonder why they weren't there for the Titanic and helping crossing those souls.
3: You know, I I really don't know. I wonder sometimes, uh, you know, what what keeps people earthbound, you know, because, I mean, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, uh, Gettysburg. I mean, you can find so many people that remember being at Gettysburg, you know, and um, are the Titanic. And I I don't know what that is, but I can remember many, many people. I remember hearing that about some kind of a plane went down in Florida, and they spent, you know, everybody got together to make sure that nobody was left behind, that everybody made it to heaven, that nobody got stuck. And it's its I don't know, it's, it's just it's really amazing. You just really w- wonder, you know, if that's part of your karma, you know. And a lot of times, sometimes people, I think, just don't realize that they're dead. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things I
2: remember Joyce always saying is that, and actually it wasn't Joyce, it was another uh, wonderful medium, Carmelita, always yeah. saying that sometimes they don't know that they're dead and they're just standing there and they can't understand why no one will listen and no one can hear them. Exactly. That they just get stuck. And I think that's a lot of the spirits with kind of the ghost hunts that we did, Terry, they were just kind of stuck there.
4: It was. It seemed like with, with all the just fabulous people that we had talked to that are you know, great authors and, and talking mm-hmm. about past lives and, and um, that they felt a lot of those people that were still around were the ones that um, just died quicker. Or they They weren't sure, you know, after a long illness or something, they knew they were dying. And But the ones that, like, were shot with a musket, uh, you know, all of a sudden, boom, I'm dead, and, and don't know they're dead, I think was, is the consensus to a lot of the people were that the people that were still sticking around were the ones that just really were not ready to die and didn't know, like you just said, didn't know they were dead.
3: Well, you know, in a way it makes sense because everybody that got aboard the Titanic to yeah. go sailing, really didn't know they were going to die. No. But most of the people in those buildings, because they have the the presence of mind to leave messages for their loved ones, you know, on home recording machines and different oh. things like that. So it might be the difference that nobody's assuming that they're going to die versus probably everybody there. Well, needed. The you know, it
4: was the unsinkable
2: Titanic. Right, how I mean, how, how can you
3: run away from jet fuel, you know?
2: But it seems like, I mean, everything I have read about it, that there is, you've got, whether it's your guardian angel or someone is assigned to come down like Archangel Michael and bring you to that light, so whether it's sudden or whether you know it,
3: I would think they'd still show up. Well, they might show up, but then it's a choice, too. Do you want to leave with them? Mm. That's true. You know, I mean, huh. imagine that you went down on the Titanic and you had two kids. You know, do you walk into the light by yourself or do you say, no, mm-hmm. I have to find my kids first? And it well, might be something point. as simply like that. It's not that they don't want to go home and be happy. It's just that, you know, that, that they have other attachments that they're that, that keeps them from just walking right over. Right i was kind of
2: backing. Yeah, i was trying to back up a little bit. Do you talk to your yeah. spirit guides?
4: You know, Are you I able I. To, I to
2: converse with them?
4: Yeah, I would I would do that more when when I was doing. And I need to start doing it some more again. I would meditate every day, and I would go into the records. And you and I and Teresa and you and I used to go into the Akashic records mm-hmm. a lot and 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 that's when i was really really uh talking and listening and and kind of got away from it lately i think it was
1: right. when
4: when i started teaching uh little kids i got away from working with uh plan b and and the the book and everything cuz uh, the book has so much to do with the divine feminine and sexuality and is is such a huge part of it and I thought, well, I can't be really getting out there right at the moment and promoting all of this uh, empowerment for women and teaching little kids at a preschool. So um, right. it was it was one of those things that I kind of put it aside for a little bit. I it was it was um it was like a lab though. It was ninety women and me working there. So I, all of a sudden, I realized why I'm here because now I can work directly with all these women and and mm-hmm. uh, the stories that I have to another couple books just on what I learned working closely with the women and, and everything with Plan B. And, and so I I, um, I just lately, I've, I need to get back. I've started to meditate again, and yes, and, and mm-hmm. be able to converse with with all those people around.
2: Yeah, and for those that don't understand what the Akashic Records are, they're actually kind of like a an encyclopedia of your soul. And there's a way that you actually take a class and you learn how you can actually contact Um you know, your your guides, your angels, your, you know, other people that are there to help you along that path. So it may seem a little out there for a lot of people, but I think that <laughs> was probably, again, one of the most significant things that I did because I finally started realizing that that whisper that it was in my head, that that was yeah. guidance. And mm-hmm. it's not necessarily going to be someone yelling and pounding unless it gets to the point where you are going to get hit with a cosmic two-by-four and you get sick or something else. But the key is to get quiet to meditate and be able to hear those little whispers uh from your guides and from your angels.
4: Oh yeah, spirits and, and angels and so they don't they don't uh yell. They're just talking really quiet and
2: Absolutely. You know, and Absolutely.
4: Your, that Allison that was on before was talking about, you know, she asked you that great question about, you know, the ego and all those different things mm-hmm. and And you were talking about the cosmic two-by-four. That was uh, the first time I really realized that was at a book signing. And this lady came up and she goes, I have to buy your book. And... I've had the greatest year of my life. And I said, oh, good, what happened? I got hit by a car. (laughs) And I I what? What?" I I had never really got the whole thing about the cosmic two-by-four, which I truly believe now. But she said, yeah, I wasn't listening, I wasn't listening, I wasn't listening, and I, I got a little bit sick, and I got this, and I got that. And then all of a sudden, I almost died being hit by a car and decided I better start listening.
2: <laughs> That's how <it> Absolutely. Works. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Terry, thank you so much for being oh, on our new show. It's wonderful to kind of reminisce, and we'll definitely have to uh, have you on again and maybe even do a show on the Akashic Records
4: oh, and actually connecting with the other
2: side. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. It's time to start doing more would... of that.
2: Absolutely. And anyone that and would I'm like to contact doing... Terry, you can go to terryhinkle.com, correct?
4: Yeah, and uh, then just, uh, you know, th- that would be the perfect place to do that. So, Sounds
2: you know, and, good. And
4: uh, it's just so good talking to you, too. And I'm glad you're doing this new show. This is this is an exciting show. This is something everybody wants to know more about. So this is great. And thank you yes, so absolutely. much for having me on. Well, well thank you for on. How you? Can me not ask on? you? <laughs> okay, I will talk to you soon. Well,
2: thank you. Have a wonderful night, Terry. Bye, hey, bye.
4: You too. Bye.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, I've read so many books on angels, and there's so many out there. I think probably two of the most um, people that people may have heard of is either like Doreen Virtue. Uh, She's kind of known as the angel, the angel woman. And Mm -hmm. also Gary Quinn, who has some wonderful books out there. And it's just, you know, it's so comforting to know that we are not by ourselves. And I know sometimes people feel that they're so alone. Um, You know, you think of all the people that, they have committed suicide, especially younger kids, that they only knew that they had all the support and love and caring and kindness, you know, around you. All you have to do is just ask for your angels just to wrap their wings around you and get you through whatever you are
3: going through. I know. And it's an incredibly dark, dark place. That's part of that that great lie that we are in truth separated, you know, from all of that where we're not, you know. Right. Um, I mean, in, in my instance with uh, with guides and stuff like that, that's been since birth. It's an right. ongoing, twenty four seven. You know what I mean? So I've I've never questioned it. It was just part of my life. But there are just a lot of people that are in so much pain. You know, they can't hear it. And it was like this woman with the car. It takes it, sometimes what it takes is is it's a two by four.
2: Right. Well, you think about all the people that we've interviewed throughout the years, and almost every single one of them had some tragedy. And they can now look back and say, you know what, it was a gift that I got, cancer. It was a gift that I had this near-death experience because they totally changed their life. They no longer have fear, and they face every single day with such joy and really vitality,
0: which is really what it
2: takes to live an extraordinary life. Uh, So we have about nine minutes left and I want to talk just a little bit about um, the show next week. I I am so excited. Our next show will be on Wednesday, May 28th at 7 p.m. Central, and we are going to have a truly extraordinary conversation on near-death experiences. Our guest will be Linda Jack. What is it, Jacqueline? I always say, I want to say Jacqueline. I think it's Jacqueline. <laughs> Jacqueline. Well, she has had two near-death experiences herself. And she's also a former board member of the International Association for Near-Death Studies. She's a frequent guest lecturer and a consultant on this subject. I just can't wait. I mean, there's just so much information out there, near-death experiences, and it's finally coming into just the mainstream consciousness. It should be just a wonderful, wonderful conversation.
3: Oh, yes. And then anybody that's from St. Louis and goes to the Living Insights Center actually knows her by her spiritual name, which is Bear Woman. Wow. So, So you know, a lot of people might not know her by Linda, but it will be Bear Woman. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, it's
2: funny because a lot of of the responses I got from emails actually have been from near-death experiences. So we'll definitely be doing a few shows on that from time to time and letting, once again, our guests come on and talk about that experience. And the one thing I did want to mention is that the reason I'm giving the the guests their bios is that I want everyone to realize that these are kind of, not there's such a thing as normal people, but they really do kind of live in the mainstream. They're not a yogi meditating on the top of a mountain for 30 days waiting for some divine experience. These are experiences that happen to everyday people. And it's, it's really just amazing of all the people that have come forward to talk about what, what happened to them. It really does take a lot of guts.
3: It, it does. And, and most people have had these experiences, and they hold them in their heart. And then right. I think it was Allison that made the remark about, you know, the in, the intelligence of the of the people. And the reality mm-hmm. is, is when you're really intelligent, you're smart enough to know that if you start telling people some of this stuff and they're not open to it, they'll probably think you're crazy. Well, exactly, especially if you're kind of in the corporate world
2: and exactly. that's kind of, you know, not really a conversation that you have over lunch exactly. for the most part usually the conversation I might have over lunch. But you know what the funny (laughs) thing is? Is that, you know, I've been doing this for I don't know how many years now, you know, 15 years, and I haven't had that many experiences. I mean, I've had like a horse, which we'll get to one of these days, a prehistoric bug, and my cat that crossed over. I mean, that's it. It's just amazing to me that just by one simple show of just all the emails of these incredible experiences that people have had. It is just truly amazing.
3: I'm just I'm still just kinda of blown away by it. And that's the really good thing too, when they talk about now as we go into this golden age, the veil is thinning. And what right. that really means is that invisible world that we've never paid attention to or seen mm-hmm. before is starting to seep into this world. So these experiences right. aren't rare anymore. They're happening all of the time to lots of different people.
2: Absolutely. And that's a wonderful I think that,
3: thing, you know? Mm-hmm. How wonderful those, to be able to see all of the angels standing in your room. What a gift that would be. Oh, absolutely. First, I'll probably scare the
2: heck out of you, but once you realize what it is, then it won't be so bad. <laughs>
3: yes, <laughs> well, we only that's have about true.
2: five minutes left, and it is time for Illuminations.
3: Illuminations. It's time for
0: illumination, food for your mind.
3: Okay, Janice, what do you have for us tonight? Well, this kind of went, I thought was perfect for our show, and it's called The Egyptian Cycle of Life. And this is an ancient Egyptian proverb. And it says, Death is but a doorway to a new life. We live today, we shall live again. In many forms we shall return to this earth. Wow, that's beautiful.
2: Mine is actually an excerpt from the book, May the Angels Be With You, by Gary Quinn, who is a, an amazing, amazing uh, medium and psychic that I interviewed years ago. But it's, You don't have to believe in angels in order to be helped by them. I ask you right now to accept on faith that they are with you every moment of your life. Gently encouraging you, attempting to help you every step of the way, no matter what you believe or don't believe about their existence. All we seem to have to do to be flooded with their abundant loving guidance is to learn how to clear the decks for it to arrive. And we seem to clear the decks best by acting as if our angels exist, simply taking it on faith that they do.
3: Again, it's a wonderful
2: book by Gary Klein. May the angels be with you. Again, Janice, I have to thank you for another absolutely fascinating show. I want to thank all of our wonderful listeners for joining us. Yes. Absolutely. And remember, please email us and share your Heavenly Encounters at heavenlyencountersradio at gmail.com. We definitely want to hear from you. So until the next show, be inspired, be empowered, and be well. You've been listening to Heavenly Encounters, a journey to the other side.
0: Good night. God bless. Good night. Good night.